I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, June 14th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. There's a lot of finance to cover today, that's for sure, Jay. But did you hear that the government of Canada is about to finally turn off the COVID alert app? It's an end of an era. What was your experience with the app? I got alerted once in December of 2020. I was really nervous about it. I got tested a number of times, the PCR version. Turned out I was fine, but I actually thought the app was shut down a long time ago. So this comes as news to me. Well, the app is broken. Like I think that there were like many irregularities with the alerts that you got. In fact, I got many alerts and none of those cases did I ever get COVID. But I remember at the beginning when you got that first alert, it was very, very nerve wracking. And so anyways, look, it's a good thing the app is being shut down. I can say though, that as of like a month ago, they were still on Porter flights announcing that you should download the app. Yeah, I was on one of those Porter flights and I whispered to my seatmate, I didn't even know it was still working. Well, yeah. Brett, as one thing shuts down, being the COVID app for the country of Canada, did you see that McDonald's is reopening in Russia, but not under the McDonald's name? Yeah, New Beginnings. Very nice. So what's the name, Jay? I think it's like, it doesn't translate well. It's like Tasty and That's All. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, I wouldn't go to a place called Tasty and That's All. But I've seen worse named burgers. Yeah, my question is, I guess it's probably the same as McDonald's because it's just like the same location, the same supply chain, the same ingredients. They probably know it all. But they probably can't get the sauce. I bet you the sauce is tough. They have the golden arches. We have the golden arch. That's a reference to coming to America, but it's probably way overhead because you're so young. Aside from a COVID app shutting down and McDonald's under a new name opening up in Russia, what do we have for Peak Pals today, bro? For our first story, we unpack the very bad, no good day in the markets yesterday. For our second story, layoffs could hit Canada hard. And for our third story, big oil companies are fleeing Alberta. We should just end it there. That's really enough, Brett. But for our first story, for many investors, it's been a tough few months of navigating the market's choppy waters. If you've kept up with the peak daily lately, you know the cost of things, well, all things are up, which has led to the world's central bankers kicking in interest rates into high gear. And since U.S. inflation data is showing no sign of slowing down, investors worry hikes will get even more aggressive, which has led to a very bad, no good days for the market. Brett, do you want to unpack for the peak pals what's going on? Yeah, it's tough. I wouldn't recommend looking at your portfolio, that's for sure. So the S&P 500 index opened up this week with more losses. That makes them officially having fallen into a bear market. And this is defined as a 20% loss from a recent high. And this is the first time that this has happened since the early pandemic as investors pull money out of everything from big tech companies to traditional market automakers. Up next, major crypto lender Celsius halted withdrawals between accounts on its platform due to, quote, extreme market conditions, contributing to broad crypto stock sell-off and Bitcoin hitting an 18-month low of $24,000 US. And reminders, investors ditch high-risk assets first, read Bitcoin. Yeah, so they're coming for your assets next. <laughs> if you're thinking, <laughs> what's it to me? Canada's second largest pension fund, Caisse de Depot et Placement du Québec, CDPQ, is an investor in Celsius. It was a questionable investment at the time, and it's even more questionable now, which offers absurdly high annual yields, about 18%, that have led some critics to call it a Ponzi scheme. But that's not for us to decide, Jay. <laughs> what is Ponzi in French, Brett? That's what I ask you. Now, in Canada, after a sell-off of about 3% on Monday, the TSX Composite Index is faring relatively, and we can't emphasize this enough, relatively well compared to its U.S. counterparts, but down 10% from its all-time high earlier this year, which means it's entering correction, but not yet bear territory. 
So Brett, what should Peak Pals be looking for as we get into this weekend next? Yeah, so the U.S. Central Bank is expected to raise interest rates by half a percentage point, but possibly more. There is, I think it's, a, I saw the markets, the betting markets have it at a 30% chance that it could be a 75 basis points hike. And this is all happening on Wednesday. Now, Europe's Central Bank just announced its first rate hike in over a decade, and Canada's Central Bank has showed no signs of slowing down either. We talked about this yesterday. Now, like all of you, we're hoping things get better instead of worse. But with central banks showing they'll do whatever is necessary to control inflation, we can't be too sure that they will. For our second story, layoffs and hiring freezes in the U.S. tech sector are now creeping into Canada with some prominent industry figures worried that tech could lose more jobs during the 2008 financial crisis. This is all per the Globe and Mail. And by the way, I heard Shamath Palihapitiya call the 2008 financial crisis the GFC, the Great Financial Crisis. I kind of like that. It's just, we call it the GFC. It's cooler. Now, Jake, we really can't catch a break here. What are economists predicting? I like GFC as well. I like KFC just fine as well. This quarter, the tech sector has already seen 25,612 job losses globally as companies look to preserve their increasingly scant funds by spending less with giant VC Sequoia Capital warning its portfolio companies that they would have to cut costs quick in order to survive. Now, aside from fewer keg lunches, which is a favorite of ours, Jay, you know, we're always going out every Wednesday and no more office beer fridge. Reducing headcount is the quickest way many tech companies cut budgets, especially as rising compensation for tech workers makes keeping large staff more expensive. Vancouver tech billionaire Marcus Friend told the Globe and Mail he predicts, quote, a bloodbath. And some of Canada's tech's biggest names have already started shedding blood, including, well, simple enacting a hiring freeze and good food cutting about 3% of its staff. Now, Meta's recent hiring freeze in the U.S. doesn't apply to the 2,500 positions that will come with its planned Toronto engineering hub, but it does create a little bit of uncertainty. It does, but this bad news doesn't apply to everyone. Demand for cybersecurity experts and DevOps specialists has remained high, recruiters told the Financial Times, and tech job listings on Canadian job boards are still numerous and with room to grow as global tech firm Emphasis sets up shop in our favorite city, in Alberta, Calgary. So Brett, why do these tech jobs losses matter to Canadians? For all the Edmontonians out there, he didn't run it past me. He just, <laughs> he went rogue on that one. Look, it seems like just yesterday that Toronto was crowned the next big tech hub in the New York Times piece that I was supposed to be quoted in, by the way, with the rest <laughs> of the country set to follow. What a difference a day, read a global sector downturn caused by various debilitating extraneous factors can make. I'll say, as the age of easy money and rampant spending in tech comes to an end, Canadian companies will have to figure out how to grow sustainably to stay afloat, which unfortunately could mean some job cuts along the way. So apologies there, team. And for our third story, big oil companies are fleeing Alberta's oil sands as the industry becomes the villain of the environmental, social, and government's investing movement. This, according to Bloomberg Brett, this does not sound especially good for everybody living out in Alberta, but what is going on? Yeah, it just hit after hit today. <laughs> UK energy giant BP is the latest company to shift away from oil sands by selling its stake in Alberta's Sunrise Project to Calgary-based Senovis Energy in exchange for the company's stake in the Bay du Nord offshore project in Newfoundland Labrador. Joe Biden pulled the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline on his first day of office, which you might remember, which would have carried Alberta crude to refineries in Texas and companies such as Shell, PLC, and ConocoPhillips have backed out of similar projects. Now, Alberta's oil sands, they have a high carbon footprint because of the energy required to extract from underground deposits. This isn't as easy as just drilling and 
digging it out. In response, the government taxes large industrial emitters and industry players have recently developed proposals to hit net zero emissions. But Brett, here's the thing. All forms of energy extraction carry some level of environmental risk. Only about 15% of a barrel's emissions come from extraction. When oil from Newfoundland and Labrador's offshore industry is burned for energy, it produces just 6% less carbon than Alberta's oil. And here's why it all matters. Amid a global energy squeeze, Alberta's oil stands represent a viable long-term source of supply that could strengthen Canada's economy. But as investors and governments look to tackle climate change, energy-intensive oil extraction, for them at least, just won't cut it. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast or your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting out this episode. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Brett. And Brett, do you want to end on a high note? I have one for you. Sure. Let's hear it. So we're recording this on Monday afternoon slash evening. Tonight is game five of the NBA championships for myself this will take on oh, the Golden no, State Warriors no. I know you hate talking about sports no, but no this good isn't... luck to the Celtics tonight in game five I can't believe the first time you talked about it I know I feel like every time I talk about a sports <laughs> team they lose so we'll see how we'll see how it goes we'll check back in with you after game five yeah have a good night Brett you too